Yes, it is. Thank you, Yvonne, for taking us around the world in two minutes, as always, and bringing us here again to Nigeria. Info 99.3. Which types of businesses did COVID-19 and the lockdown hit the hardest? Which ones are yet to recover? Which types of businesses did COVID-19 and the lockdown hit the hardest? Which ones are yet to recover? Yeah, we all know COVID-19 and the lockdown did a serious number to the economy. That's not a new revelation. We've talked about it week after week here on Hard Facts. You've complained about it when you call us. We've also gotten official data from the government about it. And that's our big hard fact, by the way. According to the National Bureau of Statistics, Nigeria's economy shrank by over 6% in the second quarter of 2020 in the middle of the lockdown. So finally, we've, we, 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 we have hard data to confirm what Nigerians have known for months, that economic activity dropped, that it became harder to make money, that life got tougher. But from, for whom did it get toughest for the most? That's the big question. All the economists have said, oh, it's the informal sector, that they would get hit the hardest. So Nigeria Info decided to talk to the real Nigerians in the informal sector to find out how COVID-19 and the lockdown had affected them. I'm about to play you this week's episode of Perspectives. As you know, it's a documentary where our network of journalists all over the country report on the same story. This week, it's the impact of COVID-19 on the informal economy. Perspectives, a news and current affairs program which attempts to find a common narrative or maybe several plots tying Nigeria's major cities. The foil took us for us with a biofuel 300 and a pound. Every week, our team of correspondents delve into the heart of the story behind the scenes right here on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. COVID-19 pandemic together with major cities lockdown and partial reopening of different sectors as he called unprecedented economic downturn in Nigeria. Loss in jobs and revenue and millions added into the multidimensional poverty basket daily. Increasingly, families have stuck a hard bargain with their domestic spending options dwindling. Several families have had to find ways to deal with acute shortfall in income, albeit successful or unsuccessful. In episode 8 of Perspectives, our correspondents have gone into homes and shops of ordinary people to find out survivors weaving through a pandemic. I'm Aurora Obo, and this is Perspectives. This is Perspectives on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Kano. The lengthy lockdown occasioned by COVID-19 outbreak may have partially come to an end, but its negative impact on the informal sector in Kano remains a source of concern. Many traders lost their capitals in the process. Several families are battling with income shortfall, the middle class finance hanging in balance, while owners of small and medium enterprises are also not spared at the moment. On 2nd of July, 
Governor Abdullahi Umar Ganduji ordered the total lift of the imposed lockdown in Kano, marking the reopening of the commercial nerve center of northern Nigeria after about three months' series of lockdown. The move, according to the governor, was as a result of the success recorded in the state's fight against the novel coronavirus disease. But prior to the lifting of the lockdown, thousands of employees in both public and private sector in the state have lost their jobs while business activities were crippled as a result of the restrictions placed on social and economic activities. Ali Bella Muhammad is a breadwinner of his family of seven before COVID-19 lockdown. But now, he has practically turned to an errand boy at Abu Bakarimi Market after losing his business capital and other sources of income during the lockdown. He speaks with Nigeria Info. My parents and siblings depend on me. As a result, I spent my profit trying to attend to their needs during the lockdown. Presently, I have no capital or goods and I have to work under other traders in the market to survive. We are calling on the state government to come to our aid so that we can stand on our own again. Just like Muhammad, at the initial stage, Magaji Yahya saw the lockdown pronouncement like a child's play, but its eventual elongation for several weeks rendered him jobless, as he is no longer having capital to continue with his business. During the coronavirus lockdown, we faced a lot of challenges. We are small traders and our parents are owned. During the lockdown, my family depended on me, so I had no option than to use my profit for their daily needs. Right now, I have no capital to continue my business. However, with his other side hustling, Yahya believes he will bounce back as soon as possible. Other residents interviewed by correspondent Victor Christopher also narrate how they have been coping with the unpleasant economic shortfall after the ease of the lockdown. Before Corona, at least, as an average photocopier, photographer, man, at least three, four, five, seven, ten thousand. This is enough for me to buy foods for my family. But now you can see everybody is just sitting, looking at the street. Because unless something is very necessary, that you can see a customer ask you about your services. As a result, lack of patronage. So I said, let me go to farm. So I was able to do a lot of good things in my farm. And now I'm happy. I am a student, but I was looking for a job, something that I can start doing. But till that time, there was no any opportunity for me. And even after the lockdown, I'm still looking for something to do, but not easy. I've never seen anyone. So there was a lot of challenges to settle problems. When approached for comment, leader of Abu Bakarimi Market, Nafiunu Indabu, could not hold his feeling of sympathy while sharing the story of his members' colossal loss during the trying period. In his preliminary estimate, he says shop owners and traders lost about 2 billion naira amid the lockdown. At least you lost over 2 billion naira because you closed the market over 45 days. There are many issues between individual and bank and the companies and individual between business partners and brands. Indabu, however, pleaded with the state government to assist the affected businessmen with soft loans to accelerate their gradual recovery. 
Speaking on the development, a Kano-based economist, Dr. Abdusalam Mohamed Ghani, expresses fear that the current predicament may send many vulnerable traders back to the street, hence calling for government intervention. Apart from financial assistance, he also suggests six months tax waiver or significant reduction of tax on their businesses. A number of businesses, they could no longer survive due to the lockdown. So what the government is expected to do, one, they should consider a situation whereby businesses, owners of industries and factories will be given six months without paying any tax to the government. Before the coming of lockdown, so many businesses receive loans. They should be given an extension of the period of time in which they are expected to pay back the money. The managing director of major markets in Kano Metropolis, Ubazubay Riyakase, says plans are underway by the federal and state government to revive the routine activities of informal sector in the state. The people selling wrappers, selling anything on the streets. You know, the capital is not up to 50,000. Their money is already gone. I call the attention of the government, I call the federal government to assist, especially the people in the market. Though he admits that the government alone could not shoulder the responsibility, hence calling for concerted efforts of other well-to-do individuals to remedy the situation. My name is Khadija Nasser, reporting for Nigeria Info from Kano. Abuja. According to the Bank of Industry, the informal sector in Nigeria consists of any economic activity or source of income that is not fully regulated by the government and other public authorities. This includes enterprises that are not officially registered and do not maintain a complete set of accounts, and workers who hold jobs lacking basic social or legal protection and employment benefits. This includes street traders, subsistence farmers, small-scale manufacturers, service providers like hairdressers, private taxi drivers, carpenters, food vendors, amongst others. I do sell uh, foods and provisions. I'm a teacher. Apart from teaching work, I'm also a fashion designer. The sector accounted for over 65% of Nigeria's GDP in 2017. The African Development Bank's 2020 African Economic Outlook observes that Africa's economic growth remained stable in 2019 at 3.4% and is on course to pick up to 3.9% in 2020 and 4.1% in 2021. No doubt, the COVID-19 pandemic greatly exposed the vulnerability of hunger, impoverishment and difficult times due to lack of social protection coverage and support mechanisms from the government and to the people. Many people lived from hand to mouth while depending on friends and families for survival. Well, not as we before, but I see you not okay and not comfortable. And at the same time, tax force are really disturbing and all that. Even if a customer comes, I mean police, even if a customer comes around, they will not even want to know if it is food. They will come for arrest. So we are we are scared. Don't we, we hardly make some sales because of police and all that. So we find it very difficult to survive. We all had to manage. That was the only thing. At least we all had to manage. It was not that easy anyway. When everything was very high. But whatever we tried to get, we tried to like manage what we have because of what was going on. It was not easy. But the market was low. It was very low. Things don't seem to be getting any better at the moment 
even though economic activities are picking up at a faster rate for the informal sector. Like as per fashion designer, there's a lot of people that now like this that are make swing for. Their complaint is that they don't have money up to now because when I did work, most of them just say they will transfer and I don't see anything. That's the most challenge now. They are still struggling because everything has added. Try all provisions of added. Like I can't you this center there, but now it's straight in there. Meanwhile, the year 2020 is still very unpredictable. We are in the month of August and yet with little regular rainfall than expected, which might largely affect food security in Nigeria. Also, attempts to keep Nigerians safe through social distancing are being flouted by commercial drivers in most satellite towns and outskirts of the city, most especially Zuba, Ewai Expressway. Ross, why did you carry four people at the back? Because uh, it's it's uh, it's allowed only three people. We have our uh, four people at the back. I am Bivan Magoni. This report is packaged by the News and Current Affairs Unit of 95.1 Nigeria Info FM, Abuja. Lagos, Nigeria's commercial capital, powered by 25 million people, constantly on the move. The market spaces, the bus stops, the expressways are beginning to sputter and burst. It is often a huge debate which areas of enterprise have taken the biggest hit with the coronavirus pandemic and state-regulated reopening. Between 70 and 80% of unemployed labor in Lagos is in the formal and semi-informal sector. Here's the Ajab bus stop, a melting transport hub to millions of residents and businesses. Bus conductors shout at the top of their voices. The shouting mad contest is on to find out who will beat the other in getting the attention of commuters. There's been a steady increase in the numbers of passengers and buses at the Ajab bus stop since the easing of the lockdown. To the understanding, it's the return to normal times, but business is far from normal. Igwe Sunday has been a trader for nearly 15 years in Lagos. The impact has been one full cycle of spiraling downturn. He's lost more than 80% of his daily earnings. It's affected everywhere, not just my home, the business even, and uh, the food items, everything, uh, it's affected everything. Before COVID-19, there is depends. Sometimes we can make 10,000, sometimes we can make 8,000, sometimes we can even make 15,000. Sometimes we see 2,000, it depends. So sometimes we don't even see anything. Next up is Seseko, who is an unmarried fashion designer. He has put in at least 15 years threading the needle, but restrictions on social gatherings and events have taken a toll on his earnings. Weeks after he first returned to work, he's just happy to restart his business and chat with the occasional customer who pops in. COVID-19 disturbed the business because there is no occasion no wedding and we designers we affect our business but right now we thank us and finally there's Ude 
Columbus, a cobbler who has seen his trade expand and business boom in the last 10 years. His resourcefulness has pinged him from shoes to handbags, drawing in a wide array of customers. Leather bells, anything that has to do with food wares, whether children, adult, security booth, military, armies, corporate shoes for wedding, any kind of outfit, back to school for children, even uh, school bags and all of that. So. Seco, Sunday, and Uday, three tradesmen linked, not only geographically, but also tied with the helplessness in getting credit support from the banks. Before COVID-19, the chances were slim. Small-time businessmen were pushed off the queue to make way for the bigger customers. Now the odds are next to none. Here's Sunday with his experience. The bank, they are not helping. I went to the bank I'm using. Let me not mention the name of the bank. They told me that they, cannot, they are not giving loan for now. With the banks out of the equation, there are big questions for the government on how to improve the ease of doing business. Uday Columbus talks about access to improved technology and processes that can improve efficiency and output. The job that maybe we're supposed to have delivered in one week, because of those equipment are not complete, it can take us a whole month. And now customers are getting disappointed. So we are really looking forward to see how we can raise money from anywhere to see that we get those latest automated machine so that at least the job that could take one month could take two weeks and with that regard customer will see that our returns is quickly then we get more returns and we make more money sunday and seseko are looking up to the state government to come up with some intervention having been turned away from the banks anyhow can get loan we pay so even those that are giving loan now, all this, I can't deal with the microfinance, they are charging and the weekly basis, uh, uh, I can't collect money from such a people. So I needed a loan, a, a good loan that I can be paying monthly. So anyhow, the Lagos State Government can do. Let the National Bureau of Statistics only provides data on unemployment and underemployment, but keeps everyone guessing on the numbers of businesses and families relocating from mega cities like Lagos. Because of worsening economic conditions, only Igwe keeps his fingers crossed, watching and waiting until the end of the year. I'm still looking. I'm still looking ahead. For now to December, we know what the next action to take. Seseko and Sunday are optimistic about the future and appear set for the long haul. Yeah, if I see the place that the building will move, but Lagos is the best for me for now. But I see another question. People need to upgrade. Previous seasons of economic downturns and gloom in Nigeria witnessed relocation of businesses and families from Lagos as their incomes and revenues tanked and ran dry. But the shrinking of the business space has also shown the steely nerves of the typical entrepreneur in Lagos. Gives up. So that's the way the cookie crumbles from Kano to Lagos. One of the most important lessons learned is the enduring never say die Nigerian spirit. To coin the magazine, when there's life, there's hope. And to better understand every survivor in this episode of Perspectives, it is cemented in an Igbo proverb tomorrow is pregnant. Perspectives, the Nigerian for News and Current Affairs project. Many thanks to you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Nigeria Info FM. I'm Aogo Obo. Bye bye. 
A big thank you to our prolific newsroom. Big shout out to our intrepid team of reporters nationwide for that piece. You're listening to Hard Facts on 99.3 Nigeria Info. It's your turn, Lagos. I want to hear from you. I'll take one call and then we'll take a break at 25. I need you to tell me which types of businesses were most affected by the lockdown based on what you saw and how well they are recovering. Are they recovering even? Of course, some businesses are still under lockdown, like nightclubs, event centers, cinemas. How did the lockdown affect your business? Give me your comments and your observations about the episode that we just played for you, the episode of Perspectives that you just heard. 0700-993-993-993. We've got Biodun in Ikorodu first up. Hello, Biodun. Hello, Sandra. Good Thank evening. You. Thanks for calling. Good evening. Well done. Thank you. As Sandy said, so it is. It dealt a very terrible blow to fashion designers. Okay. Fashion designers, because of a lack of activities, you know, there is no social gatherings. There is no people that do small, small businesses. Because of low income, small income that they have, everything swallowed up. And you see the people that are in formal sector say, what can we say of the teachers that are working in private schools? But some of them, some of the proprietors and proprietresses, they are just like uh, entrepreneurs, and they think swallowed up. So the teachers are left on their own, and people are groaning in pains right now. Life is very, very tough right now for people. Hmm. But as the man said, mm-hmm. One of the 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 one of the uh, people that uh, was interviewed, they have to keep up alive. Hmm. Continue till uh, <laughs> the man said he's looking towards uh, December to know what is going to happen. Hmm. And you see the disgust that he has for microfinance banks because that's what happened. We have they supposed to get help. Help doesn't come from that side because microfinance that we that we lock you inside the toilet. Because of the 14 in payment, people are so scared of them. Hmm. And they're supposed to help the small micro-businesses. The government has to look at that. Thank you very much, this. Thank well you done. very much, uh, Biodun, for calling. I appreciate it. All right, Lagos, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll take more of your thoughts, right? We'll talk about different things that um, this particular episode of Perspectives has put on the table for us. 0700-993-993-993. You can also uh, send your thoughts to us via WhatsApp. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. I am Sandra Nigeria Info. Let's talk. Welcome back to Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili. Which types of businesses did COVID-19 and the lockdown hit the hardest? Which ones are yet to recover? That's what we're talking about today. 0700-993-993-993. It's 5.30. I'm Sandra Ezekwesili. Send your thoughts to me via WhatsApp as well. WhatsApp is 080. 080- Nine five nine seven five eight zero five. You listened to perspectives today. Um, which types of businesses were most affected by the lockdown, based on what you saw? 
How are they recovering? How well are they recovering? Are they even recovering? Some businesses are still under lockdown, like nightclubs and event centers. How did the lockdown affect your own business? What are your observations about this episode of Perspectives? What are your comments from this episode of Perspectives? Ayatu is on the line. Hello, Ayatu. Thanks for calling. Uh, Sandra. Yes. Hello. We are dying. I'm a Marwa operator. Marwa. We are dying here. Hmm. Marwa, exactly. It's part of the business. Okay. Isn't it? It is, it is, it is, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then is there any social distancing in uh, Okada Rider when they carry two passengers? No. Okay. In our own locality here, Okada is carrying two. I think they even carry three. Last man has seen them. Police has seen them. Hmm. The neighborhood, no complaint. Hmm. But when but by carrying these two, two with the, this uh, current increase in the uh, the fuel uh, price, price, yes, we are dying. We are dying. So no going to fight for us. At least they should make us to take two for back, one for front. At least we are dying. My sister, we can't make anything when you close it around the, the 10 or 9 something. Mm. Please, it's a cry. Help us. Okay. All right. Thank you for calling mm. me, Ayatu. I appreciate it. Ayatu is a Marwa driver. I'm, I'm guessing Marwa is Keke because I, I, I came to Lagos and found out that he has a different name uh, from what we called it in Port Harcourt. Okay. Uh, send me a, a, a message on WhatsApp, please. WhatsApp is 080-959-75805. I'm having a conversation on Twitter with some people uh, who said that they keep trying to call into the show and it's very difficult. So I was reading a lot of comments from those who say that they've given up calling in and now all they do is uh, basically just send their thoughts via social media via whatsapp all right whatsapp uh, we've got um uh, somebody who says that he has a mini e-tree at riverside at tirawe in ojo this lockdown has killed my business we had three staff before lockdown uh, we cannot afford to pay one now. Even prices of goods that make up our business has gone up. We're looking for government assistance. Kafo from Osolo Kingdom. Kafo, thank you for sending your message in. I appreciate it. I'm terribly sorry that you're dealing with what you currently are. Eze is in Ogun State. Eze, thank you for calling us. Hey, good evening. Sandra. Yes, good, good evening. evening. Good evening. How are you? Very well. How are you? Uh, my business is uh, I am working with private company which is construction company mm. in March now they didn't call us so that is the problem and there's nobody to fight for us did, did it, why didn't they call you did they tell you why they didn't call you they don't tell me but because of lockdown up to now they are still in the house so they cut staff eh? what do you do for them what do you do for the construction company I am an operator Oh, I see. Have you tried to get a job with a different construction company? No. Why I am not? Still in the, I am still in the house. Okay. Don't you think it's time to maybe look for another one? I will go. I will go to look for another one. Okay. Thank you for calling me, Eze. Because if your organization, um, you know, lets you go and hasn't said a word one way or the other... And I mean, the, we've seen the pandemic and we've seen that the pandemic is one of the reasons why a lot of organizations have uh, let their staff go. Um, you know, maybe 
see if there are other options. I don't know. We've got Mrs. Mwabweze on the line. Mrs. Mwabweze is in Agor Palace Way. Hello, Mrs. Mwabweze. Welcome. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Thank you for calling. I'm Mrs. Mwabweze. Yes, I know. Go ahead. The business affected me. Okay. I am a married woman, about 60. So I think it's frozen food. Okay. So, so during this, after this, during this lockdown, lock mm. my children advised me to sit at home because of my age. Age, yes. And I'm not meant to attend to so many customers. Yes. So since I'm closing up, and it's not easy for me to stay at home because all my life I've been using doing my business. Yes. So that's why it's affected me. Okay. But now that things have opened up again, have you started um, um, selling again? My students, I cannot do it again because of the age uh, 60 and above. And, uh, yeah. And selling so many people is not easy for my life. Mm, mm. So I don't think I can start all with this again. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, I, I can't get my life. Yes. I can't get my life. Yes. Thank you so much, Mrs. Mwabeze, for calling. And thank you for doing the responsible thing for your health and for listening to your children. Samuel is in a relay. Hello, Samuel. Hello. How Good are evening, you? Sandra. Good evening. I'm fine. Yes, welcome. Yeah, yeah um, something about um, the business or the work that I've been affected by um, COVID-19. So, yeah, I'm a, um, I'm a um, young boy. The young boy, I'm just a teenager. Okay. And uh, and this year I started fishing just to gather some money. Is that um, fishing? To, um, for my, uh, yeah, yeah. I started to just, uh, to oh, teaching. Oh, but, okay. Teach. I thought yeah, you said yeah. fishing. Yeah, yeah. So um, this year I have to apply for um, some um, part-time jobs. Okay. Know, and just to um, as in raise money for my academics, as in for my school. I go to jam this year, and I plan to um, enter into university as a graduate this year. Okay. You understand? Uh huh. So, um, but um, I was trying of um, gathering money in the sand because I was collecting money from two schools, gathering money and just to um, empower my kids in the sand. Mm. So, but um, just COVID, I think it was affected this my, as my plan and taught me as very much because my mom has, um, I'm the first one of my um, five um, children. Oh. I have both in the sand. So, my mommy, um, she, my daddy, I lost my dad when I was 15 years old. That was when I started fishing. Mm. That was about three years. Mm. So my mommy, she's only with my sisters in the sand. Mm. I left her, but as I came to um, my uncle's place, just to meet someone to work in the sand. Mm. So um, I left my mommy, and she's the only one taking care of my sisters, my siblings in the sand. Yeah. Hello? Hi, Samuel. Oh no, I'm sorry. Lost the connection to Samuel. But Samuel sounds like a promising young man. And I love it when I hear uh, young people, you know, hustling. And hustling legit uh, hustles. That It makes me happy. Uh, well done, Samuel. All the best. And uh, I hope it works out. I really do. Uh, if someone's listening and wants to reach out to Samuel, but I don't even have Samuel's contact anymore. So I don't even know how they can reach out to Samuel. But Samuel is young. That's why, um, you know, I'm I'm impressed, particularly impressed by his story. James is in Ajao Estate. Let's talk to James. Hello. Hello, James. James? Ah, oh, James isn't there anymore. Well, let's talk about something from this um, perspectives, right? This episode of perspectives. There's an important point that they raised and it doesn't get talked about enough. Capital. Let's talk about capital. 
it doesn't get talked about enough and it was raised on this episode. So let's say that you have a small business that couldn't operate during the lockdown, like a petty trader, for example, right? When you sell your goods, you use most of the money as capital to restock. You take just a tiny profit and that's what you use to feed yourself and your family. Now the lockdown hits. The capital is in your hand. But the capital in your hand is useless because even if you restock your goods, you cannot sell them. So no stock. No stock, no sales, no revenue coming in, no new profit. But you still have to feed yourself and your family. So what do you do? You start to spend your capital on food, on fuel, on NEPA, on the other necessities of life. One week passes, two weeks pass, then one month, then six weeks, two months. You're still eating your capital. Three months, 14 weeks. Capital no go finish, you go finish. And now the lockdown is lifted. Government says you can go back to trading. Time to restock. But where's the capital? You used it to keep your children alive. Now, let's say that you are not a petty uh, trader and you're listening to me. Perhaps you're a banker or you're a driver or you're a Kekena Peb driver or you are a doctor. I want you to think about all those traders who couldn't make any money during the lockdown and ended up having to burn their capital to feed their families. I want you to think about what they are going through right now. Yes, business is back. Uh huh. Business is back. Uh, they have to find some way to survive. But they are not back. There were no loans for most of them during the lockdowns. So for a lot of them, the damage has been done. There's no bouncing back for them. Unless they get a new injection of capital. But from where? Like the report said, everybody's looking for loans right now. Even large corporations are still struggling to meet their payroll. And so they're relying on banks for short-term loans. The banks are overwhelmed. Nigeria said they beg IMF and everybody weigh borrows money. See me, they forget it. Me, they cancel out. And in this story, somebody is losing the little guy. Is there anything that can be done to help them? To help the traders who lost their capital during the lockdown so that they can return to business? Is there anything that can be done to help them? Is there a way that government can design a relief package that targets those affected uh, um, by this? I'm talking about these small businesses that targets these affected small businesses effectively without diversion, without leakage, you know, without man, no man. Is that even possible without man, no man? I don't know. Do you know anybody whose business was affected by capital loss during the lockdown, apart from small retail traders? And even apart from them, which other sectors of the informal economy do you think were badly affected by the lockdown? 0700-993-993-993. 0700 
993-993-993. Don't forget, at 6.30, we have conversation coming your way from Voice of America. It's called Let's Talk. Don't miss it. At 6, we've got the news coming. At 7, there's Game On. And they have a fun game that they're currently playing on Twitter and on Facebook. They're giving away stuff, so make sure you're winning. Facebook is Nigeria Info 99.3. That's for Game On. Twitter, Nigeria Info FM. They have a tweet up. They have a post on Facebook up. They also have a post on Instagram up. So go and play if you want to win. But make sure you're listening while you're playing. James is in Ajao Estate. Hello, James. Yeah, Sandra, good, up, good, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, um, this is um, James Emmanuel. Yes, go ahead. Um, so, I was, I was doing a business, um, a laundry business. Um, that was last year I started. Hoping uh, that is going to set me good money because I've been doing it for about 10 years. And I'm I'm expert of it very well. So I've been having little cost about knowing knowing that this COVID nineteen will come and be a stumpy block for me. I don't know. So this year it was unhealthy me because calling all my customers is like you see what in the apple now. Mm. So I'm not gonna feel do it again. Mm. It was very, very difficult for me and my family. It was very, very difficult trying every means to have money. Couldn't go out. In fact, I, I was, I was. In fact, I was something else. So, started looking for jobs. So by now, I, I just have a little work I'm doing now, trying to, to recover back everything I've lost. And some of my customers now started calling me back that come and do this, but you will not charge me the way you are charging me before. Hmm. I start starting all over again. Hmm. But it has really affected me. In fact, the place I'm living, I'm no more staying there again. Mm. That has really affected me so much. James. That's my story. Thank J- you. James, thank you for calling to share your story with me. But the, the thing is, there's a there's a strength that comes from knowing that we're all in the in the same boat, right? Where there's different degrees, of course, and you know, there's varying levels to the thing. But we're we're all, you know, basically in the same boat and we're all going to get through this. V, hello. V's in Ogun State. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good evening. Good evening, welcome. Um, I really want to say the sector that was um, really affected mm. is the aviation sector. Okay. Like I'm a travel agent and um, <laughs> throughout from the ending of March till probably ending of August, there mm. was no sales. Nobody is traveling. Everybody knows that. Yeah. No one is traveling, both local and international. Yeah. So all the changes, all the money that was saved, maybe from January to probably February, they are all used up either for needs, for one needs or the other family. And some person needs during the um, lockdown that you cannot just do without. You are saving money for something big or something small coming. All of a sudden, you have to dip your hands mm-hmm. into the, into it and use because mm-hmm. there's no other place. you're not getting money in any, any, any other, other place. place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So aviation sector really was um, hit, really hit hard. No money anyway. Thank God is open now. We give God praise. Mm. We pray the men open till the end of the age. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling me, V. I appreciate it. We've got uh, Bruce from Amor Duffing who says, Sandra, COVID-19 really harmed me and my workplace. I have not received salary since March and it's not easy to maintain. I'm a civil engineer. We were meant to do construction work in April, but due to COVID-19, the job has been pushed to 2021. Nobody has gone to the office due 
due to inability to pay staff and most potential clients are on hold due to their financial their, their finance for construction work being unclear. Sandra, it's really painful, but we hope and work towards a better tomorrow. So tiring. Bruce from Amuodafing, thank you for sending your message in. You know the one where they fear me here? Eh? Rent they come. Because we're in September, Abby. So September, October, November, December. Rent. If you are a landlord, will you be asking for rent knowing how this year went? If your la- if your tenant comes and says, Madam, Oga, I know if you'd pay rent, what would you say? Would you be understanding or would you say, me too, I have to feed, me too, I have family? I want to hear from you as well. Somebody says private schools and the aviation industry are the most hard hit. Uh, private school teachers and aviation company staff are not smiling at all. Emmanuel is in a cotton. I run a laundry shop. The lockdown killed and buried my business as over 97% of my customers are affected. Some lost their jobs while others faced severe pay cut. To be honest, a friend had sent me 3K about an hour ago to buy food for my 16-month-old baby. We've got Fidelis in mile 12 on the phone. Hello, Fidelis. Welcome. Fidelis, hello. Hello, Fidelis. Ah, uh, that's unfortunate. We've got uh, Christopher from Aja who says, I'm a secondary school teacher in a private school. I think my colleagues and I were most hit by the lockdown because since March, we've not been paid salaries. Man, how are people surviving? Hmm. I took a salary cut and I thought it was the end of the world. But there are people who are not even getting salaries at all. We've got uh, somebody that says, The most affected to me are private schools. My wife and I are working in a private school. We're not only, lock- we're not only locked down, but almost knocked out. Thank God there's light at the end of the tunnel. We heard resumption is 21st of September. Thank you, Sandra. We've got Jonah in Iguerfong. Hello, Jonah. Hello, Sandra. Good evening. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Yeah. How's your work, man? Work is great. Yeah, but you don't know what you're going to have. So, sincerely, Sandra, this COVID-19 has affected me very, very much. I'm telling you. So, so much. I can't even explain it. I'm telling you. I'm talking to you. Mm. You know, I work as an Uber driver. Okay. So um, our agreement was we need to be paid 40000 or 35000 a week. Okay. So the answer that the thing has not come to me and my uh, driver partner to beg to be paying twenty five, And that even 25000 era couldn't meet up. Hmm. Because in this, during this pandemic, they reduced, Uber reduced all the prices down. Yeah. And now that they just opened the... They don't release the, uh, uh, the economy people to uh, people to be working more small now. Mm-hmm. See, they didn't lift up the they didn't uh, lift the tariff plan up. You know. Then secondly, fuel now has gone up. Yeah. You know. So seriously, the thing has been affected me so much because if you buy fuel of three thousand naira, you can't work for five thousand. You know? Yeah. Now, to my surprise, now last week, I just came home. I saw my landlord give me fit notice for three months to left his house. Uh-uh. You know? So, seriously, the thing is really, really painful. Did, did he give you an explanation for the quit notice? 
Yeah, he said he wanted to renovate his house, so I got to get out and leave his house for him. So for three months later, so about but, seriously. But, but that's actually wrong. It's supposed to be he's supposed to give you six months' notice, not three. Oh, well, that's what I saw. So to be sincerely, this thing has affected me, and I don't have any choice than to be managing with the Uber. So my plan now, I'm even thinking that. If things does not go well before that three months, I have to send my family back home. Because I can't cope with it. Even to manage, I should be managing inside the car for me to balance the remaining car. I'm ready to do it, but seriously, this COVID-19 has affected us. And seriously, Uber are not helping us. Hmm. I'm telling you, they are not helping us at all. Instead of this high price of fuel, they could have at least lift up our, you know... Your rates, and, yes. and, uh, At least, like... A trip now from here to here is 400 naira. What we will have there, they will give us 300. And we are the one buying fuel, maintaining the car, you know? And fuel is very high price. Yeah. Fuel now is 159.9, you know? 1,000 naira fuel is 6 liter. And 6 liter cannot take it like one hour when you're working. So yeah. seriously, I'm really down. Nothing has been sweet for me now. Anything I ate, it couldn't hold my body. I'm telling you, my sister. So, only thing that I can say, God will help. That's the only thing. Hmm. Jonah. And God help Nigeria, my sister. Thank you, my brother, for calling me, Jonah. It is quite the thing. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Let's play just a minute. Let me give one of you a chance to win 10,000 naira. Just a minute is a show where you call into Nigeria Info, answer as many questions as possible, and win. So, the, the score you have to beat today is four. Somebody called on WhatsApp Lagos and answered four questions. If you answer more than four questions correctly, you become our winner for today. This is Just a Minute, Just a Minute on 99.3 Nigeria Infest. 0700 If you've been listening to Hard Facts uh, since I started at 3, then it should be very easy for you to answer more than four questions and be the person that wins. But if you haven't been listening, then it may be difficult for you, except you are very, very um, deeply versed um, as far as current affairs is concerned. This is why you should listen to every single show on the station because the questions we ask are typically from um, the conversations we're having on air. So all the best. 0700-993-993-993. Hello. 99.3. Hello. All right then. Interesting. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So it's uh, the lucky day of somebody else. <laughs> okay, so whose lucky day is it going to be? Let's pick another call, 99.3. Hello. It's your lucky day. What's your name? Good evening. Good evening. What's your name? Uh, my name is Chooks. Chooks, good to have you on the show. You're calling to play just a minute? Yes. All right, then, Chooks, your time starts now. This is just a minute. PPPRA has stopped regulating the price of what product? Um, petroleum. How much on average has Nigeria spent on full subsidies every year? Skips. Which of our neighbors just became self-sufficient in pension? Nigeria Republic. The Lagos State Government has announced pension payments will go up by what percentage? Uh, 35%. 
What percent of their pension does a retiree in Lagos receive as upfront lump sum? Who is the Minister for Communications and Digital Economy? Which commission handles ID cards was recently moved to this name? Name. What physical identity device did the minister say would no longer be mandatory? Um, 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 physical, physical ID card, physical card. Then it will be um, only the number. Okay. Well, you answered uh, less than four questions correctly. Very unfortunate. Ah, wow. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, sorry about that. Oh, it's uh, it's quite a thing. But um, all the best to the guy who called into Calling Stecker's show today. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but congratulations to that uh, person who called on today's What's Up Lagos. Well done. You've won yourself um, 10,000 naira. I do hope you go home and I do hope you enjoy it. Lagos, that's where we draw the curtains on today's show. We're going to be back tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday and so we'll come back tomorrow and have another conversation with you about all the things you care about. The big three starts at uh, three. We've got eyewitness at four and uh, at five we're going to talk about the water resources bill. Yes, the bill that everyone's talking about. You had a conversation today with Sheriff Quadri on the Morning Cross Fire about the Water Resources Bill. If you if you missed that conversation, you can actually check it out online. It's on Facebook, it's on YouTube, Nigeria Info uh, 99.3. For hard facts, any conversation you miss, you can catch again on our podcast. Hard Facts is available as a podcast uh, on any of your podcast streaming services. Simply search on Google Hard Facts with Sandra Ezekwesili and then go on and listen to any episode of Hard Facts that you've missed. Be it the big three, be it big hard fact, it's all there, it's all available. Go ahead and listen. I am Sandra Ezekwesili on all social media platforms and I love to, ta- to talk, I love to chat. So get in touch with me on Twitter, get in touch with me on Facebook, get in touch with me on Instagram, Sandra Ezekwesili, S. Ezekwesili. Those are your hard facts, Legos. Good night.